All right. Now, depending on how you see it, this next story is it's either about protection or exclusion. There are reports that the federal government's considering lifting the threshold to qualify as a sophisticated investor or making it more difficult to be qualified as a sophisticated investor means that fewer people will have access to complex but what can be at times lucrative investments. Gavin Ord is uh, the Senior Manager of Business and Investment Policy at CPA Australia. G'day to you, Gavin. G'day, Jamie. G'day to your listeners as well. Yeah, good to talk to you. Um, just give me a little bit of background here. What's the, the current threshold to qualify as a sophisticated investor in Australia? So uh, maybe I'll go back and uh, just give a little bit of explanation of what's happening. So in the law, there is uh, protections for your retail investors, your mum and dad investors. So there's a whole range of protections for those investors. But if you're a sophisticated investor, you're not actually covered by those protections. And to give you a sense of what those protections are, there's there's a few major protections for uh, your mum and dad investors. One of them is when you do seek advice from a financial advisor, they're required to give you a statement of advice on the investment or a financial services guide. Uh, they're also the advisor is also required to work in your best interest, so to give the advice in your best interest. And if there is a dispute with the uh, the advisor or the financial institution, there is a a government set up dispute resolution system uh, run by the Australian Financial Complaints Authority. So all those sort of protections are there for your average mum and dad investor. But if you're not, but if you are a sophisticated investor, those protections don't exist. So what's an invest- a sophisticated investor? There's sort of two main test is the wealth or the asset test and that is if your net assets are above or worth more than 2.5 million you're considered a a sophisticated investor automatically and that 2.5 million also covers your family home on the income side if you earn more than $250,000 a year you're also considered automatically a sophisticated investor and those thresholds have been in place since uh, 2007 Okay, so it's interesting there you say the, the family home um, and, and these thresholds have been in place since since 2007. Have the, the property increases that we've seen across Australia, particularly in, in Sydney and Melbourne, is that driving maybe a lot of the calls to, to review the threshold or to look to increasing it? Absolutely, Jamie. When these rules were set up, they were thinking it might cover maybe 1% of Australians, 2% of Australians. But over the last, what, 17 years, um, a huge number of people now sitting in houses worth more than 2.5 million. So, yes, there is a lot of people out there that are now automatically considered sophisticated investors, which they probably don't even think themselves to be sophisticated, at least in the investment sense of of the word. Yeah, so as you're saying, there's there's protections there that, oh, well, there's not protections there that are, are there for other retail investors. So uh, to to be considered a, a sophisticated investor, uh, there's there's a lot more risk, I suppose, in in the types of investments that you that you can qualify for, but also maybe significantly more reward. Is that a is that a fair assessment? There's definitely more risk and potentially more reward. So uh, those, those sophisticated investors, um, and uh, there's different sort of products that are available to sophisticated investors and I won't bore you with the detail because they can be quite complicated, but they're they open to more investments 
And with that, as you said, comes higher risk. But it also assumes that the, uh, the investor in that situation uh, has the knowledge and the experience to make calls themselves without, without the need for all these protections. Now, like I said before, uh, the sophisticated investor test is just purely based on the value of your assets or your income. And that's not really a fair way to uh, determine whether someone's sophisticated or not. Yeah, so you said earlier that, and, and off house prices alone, we're seeing more people who can be who can qualify, who can be a sophisticated investor. Do we have do we have data on how many people access that? How many people actually have gone down the road and invested in this way? So um, there is uh, anecdotal evidence, and we've heard from from our members, CPA CPA Australia members that. It is more and more common for their clients to ask for what's called a certificate from them to say that they're a sophisticated investor. So we're talking in the hundreds of thousands of Australians who are now uh, meet that category and actively seek out these this status because they feel that the investments they can get access to are more profitable. But they don't necessarily understand that once they move into this sophisticated investor category, that uh, the protections they had before are not there anymore. Yeah, that's an important distinction. That's correct. So what, what we'd like to see is more, more Australians have access to those ordinary investor protections because that, that, that's good for those investors um, because they, they can have a greater sense of that they will, have, uh, they will be protected in case something goes wrong. Now, it may mean that they may not get return or they may they may miss out on another investment but just because you have a house that's worth two and a half or three million dollars doesn't mean you're cash rich um, so the losses can really hurt people in those uh, in that sort of category a lot more than your multi-millionaire this, this might be the wrong market, but it's interesting because this is coupled at a time, particularly post-COVID, where more people are getting into uh, investing themselves than we've we've seen at any other time in, in history. It's a lot easier to invest. And I know this is a, a different type of investing and, um, you know, to get into it, there's there's some provisions there. But it, it's just interesting that this is coupled at the at the same time. There's, there's more of an active interest in this space generally, which brings with it um, some increased risks if you're not a aware of you know what they are in the first place or the, the lack of protections that you might assume that you have yeah it's been a it's a great point jamie there's been a, a big increase in the type of investments that have sprung up over the last few years all of it's to do with uh, digital currencies like bitcoin um and people we know people some people made a lot of money other people made a lot big losses from that and they don't necessarily understand what they're investing in they they hear all of the stories about this is great, make you'll make a lot of money, but they don't necessarily understand the risks. And if the story is, you know, if one key takeaway for people, your listeners is, if you are thinking of investing in something and you don't understand it, seek advice um, because the risks are very high and the losses can be significant. 
yeah, it's um, it's, it's good advice to hang on to, particularly when you get uh, a little bit starry-eyed. Um, Gavin, just finally, I won't I won't ask you to look into the crystal ball, but what's the? I think we can probably understand a little bit from what you've already said. But what's the position of of the CPA Australia? Do, do you think that this threshold uh, needs to to increase, given the the changes that we've seen in wealth uh, across Australia? Yes, in short, yes, definitely should increase. Uh, we're thinking uh, that the threshold for the assets should increase to four million dollars and exclude the family home, and for income should increase to three hundred fifty thousand and be indexed annually. So we don't want to uh, increase the thresholds and then wait another twenty years for them to be looked at again. They should be put in place and be indexed annually. And if, if we increase those thresholds to those sort of levels, a lot more Australians will have access to the investor protections they need to invest with more certainty and invest with uh, uh, the advice they need to make the right decisions. Yeah, well... The best um, decisions. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, a lot of noise from the um, the federal government about this. We'll watch this space and um, get in touch to you with you as this story plays out. Gavin, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Jeremy.